Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. You know, the Lord could come at any time. And when He comes, I want to be found walking with Him. I want to be walking in love. I want to be walking circumspectly. I want to be walking in wisdom. I want to be walking worthy and in lowliness and gentleness. I want to be walking in the light by His grace and through the power of His Spirit. I want to be walking as He walked. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Genesis. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Genesis chapter 5 in a message titled, Walking with God. Now, here's Pastor Brian. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as we seek God and fear God, He gives us that wisdom. So, so we're walking through life and we're, we're walking through life with wisdom. All the world desperately needs wisdom in this hour. People of wisdom, people that can give clear, wise counsel. Those who walk with God are able to do that. We're told to walk worthy. Two or three times in Paul's epistles, he he says that we are to walk worthy of the calling. We've been called into this glorious relationship with the Lord. We've been called the children of God. We've been brought into the family of God. And we bear upon ourselves the name of the Lord. And Paul wants us to be conscious of that. And as we're walking through life, that we're walking worthy of that calling. You know, there are people who are born into high positions. We still have monarchies in various countries. And so you have the princes and the princesses and you know, the, these children that are brought into these families. And there's a certain requirement. There's a certain thing that's expected of them because of the relationship, because, because they uh, belong to the royal family. And, you know, it's always a disgrace to see a member of the royal family acting foolishly, living carelessly, I remember when we were living in Britain, you know, you would always have that one or two persons, members of the royal family who were out doing all of the things that you would never expect of royalty. And they were always in the papers. And it was a mockery. They were the laughing stock. And it caused reproach to come to the name of the royal family. Well, we belong to the royal family. We, we belong to the Lord's family. And so as we're walking through this world, we need to be walking worthy of that calling so that we're not bringing reproach to the name of the Lord. So we're not in any way shaming the name of the Lord. So we're not in any way doing anything where somebody would look on and say, you know, I would never become a Christian because of that guy right there. Boy, have you seen 
the way he treats people or the way she gossips or, you know, the way they've swindled, they haven't kept the words, you know, so many different kinds of things. That's the opposite of walking worthy. We're to walk worthy. We're told that we are to walk in lowliness and gentleness. Walking in humility, walking in lowliness and gentleness. Now, of course, none of these things are easy. And at the end of the day, I can't really do these things apart from the the assistance of the Holy Spirit. We're also told by Paul to walk in the Spirit. And really, that's, you know, that sort of, encapsulates all of these other things. If we're walking in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, we're going to be walking in love. If we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to be careful. We're going to be wise. We're going to be conscious and wanting to walk worthy. If we're walking in the Spirit, we're going to be humble. We're going to be lowly. We're going to be gentle. Now, part of the, you know, the conflict that we experience is that so many of these characteristics are, they're not at all valued by the world that we live in, are they? And as you go about life walking in lowliness and gentleness, that sort of sets you up for being taken advantage of. It sort of sets you up for being pushed around, being bullied. And you know, we can get in that place where, well, I'm not going to let that happen to me. But of course, those are the things that we've got to turn over to the Lord. We've got to trust God to keep us in those areas. He calls us to walk in lowliness and gentleness. We're told to walk in the light. Walking in the light, not not being involved in darkness. Walking in the light of of God's word. Walking in the light of moral and spiritual purity. Walking in the light. And as we're walking in the light, remember what Jesus said. He said, let your light so shine before men that They may see your good works, and then what will they do? They will glorify your Father who is in heaven. So you see, it's through walking in the light and letting our light shine. Jesus said that this would be attractive, that this would draw people to give glory to God. In these days, the church has, I think, to some degree, fallen upon hard times in the sense that there's so much negative press regarding the church, and not just coming from the press or from the media, but, you know, just so many people individually have a a poor view of the church or a negative view of the church. Now, part of that, of course, is just the way it is because men are sinners and they hate the light. They don't want to come to the light. And so we can understand it to a certain degree, but then there's another element where I think we have to ask, you know, am I perhaps through my failure, through my disobedience, through my bad example or my poor witness, am I making the problem worse? 
What's the remedy to that? The remedy is walking in the light. Walking in the light. And again, of course, the light of God's word is primarily spoken of here. But then John, I think he sums it all up in this way. He says we are to walk as he walked. Again, that sort of brings it all together under one heading. What is it like to walk with God? Enoch walked with God. What does it look like for us today walking with God? Well, we will be walking as he walked. How did he walk? Of course, the reference is to Jesus. You know, I think one of the things that we could do to help ourselves walk with God in a a greater way, I think one of the things that we can do is to spend time observing how he walked. Spending time just meditating upon the life of Jesus. You know, when you do that, when you just spend time meditating on the life of Jesus and you see him in action, you see his dealings with people, you see his compassion and his love and you see his wisdom and, you know, you see all these things. It's not only a beautiful picture, but it's the sort of thing that it provokes you to want to be like that. I know that's what happens to me. For the past few years, I've tried to consistently stay in the Gospels as I'm reading. Because I feel like I just want to keep seeing Jesus over and over again. I want those images fresh in my mind. So when I am confronted with something or... I've got a challenging situation or, you know, there I am with somebody that is really needy. I I just want that fresh image in my mind. You know, what did Jesus do in a circumstance like this? We've got the Gospels. We've got Matthew. We've got Mark. We've got Luke. We've got John. And as we go through and as we just continue to saturate ourselves with that understanding of Jesus. You know, there's something about that that I think is inevitably going to be extremely impactful. Extremely impactful. You know, you've heard it said probably, and it is true, Today, a lot of people are turned off by what they perceive to be religion. And they're turned off by religious people. But, you know, you find an interesting phenomenon. People who are turned off by religion, a lot of people are very interested in Jesus. You know, they feel like there's a radical disconnect between Jesus and his followers. In some cases, that's true, but of course, that's exaggerated. But wouldn't it be great if people could look at us and actually become more interested in finding out about Jesus because 
they see something in us that is attractive. They see something in us that they say, well, well, why, why did you do that? Or how come you said that? Or why didn't you do that? Well, I, you know, I didn't do that because in the Bible it says, and Jesus did, and well, I'd like to read about that Jesus. I think oftentimes we assume, and it's a false assumption, we assume that people out there, well, they already know about Jesus. You know, this is America, and we know that um, there's been a strong Christian influence in America, so, you know, we just sort of figure that everybody knows about the Lord, but the reality is people don't know much at all. And you would be surprised, and I know some of you know this from firsthand experience. You can go right around Orange County here and you can meet people that, when it comes down to it, they've never really heard the gospel. They've heard about Jesus, they've heard about church, they've heard about Christianity. They might have even gone to a church. But they've never heard the gospel. They've never seen the life of Jesus really manifested in the life of another person. Well, we have a great opportunity to show what that looks like. And that's exactly what we will do if we walk as he walked. And like I said, I think the best way to help ourselves along that road is to just saturate ourselves with God's truth. And not exclusively the gospels, but I think particularly Stay in the Gospels. Keep looking at Jesus. Keep getting a fresh picture of who he is and what he's like and how he relates to people and how he deals with people. It's tremendously beneficial. Now, as we walk with God, you never know but what someday, just like with Enoch, Suddenly, we are not. Suddenly, we find ourselves taken. And that is certainly a promise that has been given to God's people. That at some point in time, there is a generation of men and women who will be walking with God And suddenly, they will not be any longer here on earth. Suddenly, they will be transported miraculously to heaven without the experience of death. That's what happened with Enoch. And Enoch, I believe, is a type of the church and a foreshadowing of what we would be looking forward to and anticipating. The great doctrine of the rapture. It's a wonderful, wonderful truth. Interestingly, the closer we get to it, it seems the less interested Christians are about it. This is a strange phenomenon. And I remember... Christians 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago that were so anxious in in a good sense about the coming of the Lord and 
the rapture of the church and they were excited about it. They were thinking about it and they were talking about it. And now that we've moved, you know, in some cases, 25 years closer to it, we're obviously closer than we were back then, aren't we? And, and, and yet it seems like their excitement about it has diminished. And in some cases, strangely, there are those who are even rejecting the belief these days. There are those who are saying, oh, you know, it's just escapism. And I'm not interested in that left behind Christianity. I don't think that this is the time to lose hope in this great, wonderful promise that God has given to his people. Of course, we don't know when the rapture is gonna occur and any attempt to set any sort of a date or get any, uh, you know, in any way specific, it always proves to be wrong. I don't think God intended that we do that, but I do believe that he wants us living with that expectation and knowing that that is a possibility. And one of the things, of course, that that does, I think it lends itself to seriously walking with the Lord. Now, I know that there are those who don't believe in the doctrine of the rapture, who love God and are, you know, seeking him and having a close walk with him. But I also know that, as John tells us, for those of us who have the hope of seeing Christ, just having that hope that knowing that when we see him, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope, what does John say we do? He says, it results in purification. Everyone who has this hope purifies himself even as as he is pure. And so as we live in these days, and as we're living in days, no doubt, that were like the days of Enoch. The days of Enoch were obviously wicked days. We read the prophecy. He's speaking of the ungodly and the fact that the Lord was coming to judge the ungodly. But in the midst of that crooked and perverse generation, Enoch was doing what all of us can do as well, what all of us are exhorted to do, he was walking with God. And as we consider the days that we're living in, and as we see this sort of the snowball effect where it just seems that the the increase in ungodliness is, is just developing so rapidly, And the opposition to truth and the opposition to good, the resistance to God and his his way of life. As, As we're living in these days, like Enoch was living in 
these kinds of days back before the flood. As we're walking with the Lord, we walk with that expectation. Now, Enoch, I don't think he had any premonition or, you know, he didn't have 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 Corinthians 15. He didn't have any information necessarily that he was going to be raptured. God just took him. But the fact that God took him and then the fact that God declared in his word that he's got a similar thing planned for a whole generation of believers at a certain point in time, you know, this is something that I think that we ought to be living in expectation of and excited about and allowing that reality to have its effect on us. You know, the Lord could come at any time. And when he comes, I want to be found walking with him. I want to be walking with him. I want to be walking in love. I want to be walking circumspectly. I want to be walking in wisdom. I want to be walking worthy and in lowliness and gentleness. I want to be walking in the light. And by his grace and through the power of his spirit, I want to be walking as he walked. And as I just go about life like that, living with that expectation, having that confidence that at that very instant, whenever it might come, when the Lord would say, it's time to come home, we're ready to go. And that's the lesson of Enoch. And I believe that that's the word that God would have for us. Walk with me. Just walk with me. God's not asking us to do anything that he's not going to enable us to do. And he's calling us to just walk with him. And it's a, it's a relatively simple thing. It comes down to just a determination to do so. I'm going to walk with the Lord. How many were walking with God in Enoch's generation, we don't know. But we do know that in Noah's day, there were only eight people that survived. So the vast majority of the world's population in the days of Noah, the vast majority, everyone with the exception of Noah's family, was evidently not walking with God. There is indeed a remnant, but look around, you're not alone. There's a lot of us here. We're all committed to the same thing. And as we individually, but then collectively, as we walk with the Lord, as we walk with the Lord out into our communities and out into our jobs and, uh, you know, with family and friends and wherever else we're going, a great opportunity for God to work through us in our day as we await that moment when he calls us home.
For the month of September, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled, God of All Things, Rediscovering the Sacred in an Everyday World by Andrew Wilson. The current culture is enamored with things that are new, novel, or out of the ordinary. But the everyday and seemingly mundane and ordinary things of life are given hardly any thought. But what surprises can be revealed by the common things in life? In his book, God of All Things, Andrew Wilson will help you to encounter the extraordinary in the ordinary in a way that exalts Jesus and provides practical application. You'll be astonished at how everyday things can offer glimpses of the character and gospel of God. This book will move you to worship and the enjoyment of God. So we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com to order God of All Things, Rediscovering the Sacred in an Everyday World by Andrew Wilson. And when you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you this book as our way to say thank you. We do appreciate your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue next time with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Genesis. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.